Hi, this is Bob Brooks, host of the Prudent Money Radio Show. Just got off the uh, got off the air. Talked a little bit today about the two most important numbers to kind of wrap up the retirement series we've been talking about. But the two most important numbers that you need to focus on when it comes to creating the right risk strategy for your investments. The other thing that I started to talk about, uh, we'll, we'll finish up tomorrow and, and uh, finish that as well, but I've been talking about some of the statistics and some of the information coming out of pop culture finance that as the market has had a real tough time the last couple of months, trying to make you feel better by these long-term statistics. I talk about the other side of the story there and why maybe their their news shouldn't be so re- reassuring that everything's going to be fine. But the, you, you fix all that with the right plan B strategy, and that's what we'll be talking about tomorrow as well. For, me, for yourself personally, if you've got questions about what your investments are doing and what kind of risk level you're taking, as a financial advisor, I'd love to talk to you about it. There's no cost for a phone call and or an opinion. So if you uh, want to talk to me about any of that, you can always go to the website at prudentmoney.com. Send us an email at info at prudentmoney.com. We'll get you taken care of. Keep the faith. This is Alistair Begg of Truth For Life, her daily and weekends on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, what is the most important number when it comes to retirement planning? Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. If you'd like to call in and join the program at any point, uh, you're welcome to do so. The number to call is 1-877-913-5357. You can also go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com. Send a question in to uh, the Q&A that's at the top of the page. You'll see the link. And I'll get that question answered for you. You can also uh, give me your comments. We'd love to hear those as well. That's off the website, www.prudentmoney.com. And finally, two last things. Make sure that you sign up for the Prudent Money e-letter. And uh, that way you'll get uh, delivered to your inbox right away anything that we, we put up. And then second, if you want, if you ever miss a program, or you want to hear old uh, old program on a, on a, we do podcast, and uh, you can go to whatever podcasting platform that you use, uh, your favorite one, and uh, pull Prudent Money up, and we'll be there. So, uh, and, and you can also go listen to it on the website as well, prudentmoney.com. 1-877-913-5357. Well, we've gone through a retirement series, and I want to kind of just wrap things up by making... Just a few points, because out of all the things we talked about, and it's interesting because I, I, up until maybe the, the, maybe up until the time that I did this, uh, this particular series, I really would, would say that, you know, all the numbers we talk about, they're all of equal importance. But I got to tell you, there's really, the more that I think about it, 
there's two main numbers that you really have to know. The first number is, what are you going to shoot for to be your annualized growth rate? So to make that a little bit easier to understand, what growth rate, what kind of percentage rate would your investments need to grow at on an average year by year by year? Now, obviously, you're not going, unless you have something fixed and guaranteed, are you going to get the same growth period, the growth rate each year? But if, we, if you set up a particular strategy that shoots for a growth rate, an investment growth rate on average, that's what we're looking for. And, uh, you know, one of the things that you, when you start talking about looking at average returns of anything, you want to make sure that you're not uh, talking about a lot of volatility because that kind of messes up the numbers. So we're looking for the average growth rate because that determines a lot of things. Let me, let me put it to you this way in a sequence of, of uh, different uh, important numbers. Your goals lead to your growth rate, which leads to your expectations, which lead to your risk level. Let me break that down a little. When I say goals, I mean you need a certain amount of money accumulated at a certain age to take out a certain amount each month to live off of and, uh, and retire in, in, in retirement for a certain number of years. So that is really what your goals are, which is the second most important number. What's your expense number? Now, when I talk about expenses, I'm talking about the numbers in the numbers that uh, of monthly uh, cash flow that you need to take care of your uh, take care of your expenses and that's when you figure that up you're figuring that up in today's dollars remember that don't worry about inflation and cost of living and that kind of thing that's something that uh, financial advisors should be able to do for you that uh, that runs these kind of programs but if to retirement was today, what do you think you need to live off? Is it $3,000 a month after tax? Is it $4,000? And you always want to use after tax dollars. Is it $4,000 uh, a month? Is it $5,000? And uh, that is your, what your main goal is, is to fund that cash flow for 15, 20, 25 years, tw just whatever your, your main goal is. So to get that that cash flow goal, you have to have a certain growth rate. You have to average a certain growth rate to, to keep your investments on target so that you can start taking that money out on a monthly basis. So that's why I say goals lead to growth rate. And then, they said, then I said lead to expectations. And this is real crucial because if you said, you know, one of the, the, the main things that you're wanting to guard against when it comes to risk is to have a, you know, something happen to where you lose 15 or 20 percent and that causes you to want to move, uh, move your money and change and, and make 
big decisions because you've lost temporarily most in most cases lost that, that kind of money you need to be careful with the potential that you could lose 10 percent that you could lose up to 15 percent and uh, you need to look at it i said a little bit about this yesterday but i want to i want to talk a little bit more about it today you need to be able to look back and say you know if i invested like so this is the type of losses this particular investment strategy had in the last 15, 20 years, maybe 25 years if you're fortunate enough to see that, that length of time. So that's what you're looking for. And if you look at it and go, you know, I, could, I wouldn't like the, the, uh, the uh, fact that, that my, my portfolio is, uh, has a little bit of red in it, a lot of red in it, but I, I'm comfortable with this kind of loss, potential loss. Now, if you had a plan B and a plan A investment strategy, uh, you know, perhaps that you smooth that out and don't you and you don't make incur those big losses, even even though they are temporary. So that's why expectations lead to risk level. And the, this is an important uh, sequence of numbers that really do act as the engine that uh, that runs your retirement goals for you. But when you're looking at those expenses, you want to take a lot of time to consider everything that you spend money on. And that is everything from Christmas gifts to haircuts to toiletries. I mean, just everything that you need to live off of. And that's how you get that number. And the beauty of it is, you, when it comes to these retirement numbers, you can always change these up and adjust them based on new information. So those are really the, the, the two main numbers as we kind of wrap this up that I think that you need to know. What your goals or your cash flow need is and what's that average growth rate that you are comfortable with and that you expect that you kind of have an expectation of what could happen and uh, you have a good feel for the uh, risk level. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Today, we uh, want to uh, just touch base with you on the market for a second. Uh, the uh, stock market was up most of the morning and then started to fall again uh, this afternoon, late morning this afternoon, and then uh, was down about a little over half a percent. Then it rebounded in the last couple of hours, and finished what we call flat. Now, when I say the market was flat today, that means that it was either a little bit positive or a little bit negative. In this case, it was just a barely a little bit positive. The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was a little bit negative. Uh, pretty typical when you've had the kind of uh, volatility and losses that we've seen this the last couple of months in the markets. So uh, really what that's driven by, the exact polar opposite to this morning, we saw interest rates start to fall. Then they picked right back up and uh, finished a pretty good healthy day for interest rates, which is not what you want to see. The question that I had the, today was, when do you expect interest rates will start falling again and things start to get back to normal? The problem is, what would you know? The, the the question is, what would it take for that to happen? 
really for that to happen, it would take the Federal Reserve Board cutting interest rates, causing interest rates to fall. And I think that the, the Fed is going to be very hesitant in doing so because with that fall in interest rates starts to kind of inflate that investment bubble again. And the reason I bring that back up is because I know I just don't believe that nine months of a very light bear market in 2022 was enough to take all of the toxicity out of the markets and that includes that uh, big investment bubble we saw build prior to uh, the, the, the bear market starting. So, but that's just, uh, that's my opinion. A lot of people don't agree with that, but that's just the way that I see it. So, uh, Mar uh, the uh, interest rates went back up, and of course the market went back down. So, market is, is really watching interest rates and uh, and of course the federal reserve board says they're going to raise them probably one more time before it, they cease raising them but the, the the problem is not i mean the, the good news about it if they said this was the last one is that it would be the last one you're really not going to see any good news until they uh, start to cut rates so we'll have to wait for that one 913 This is Bob Brooks. Stick around. I'll be right back. The word for today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and K. Smith. PastorChuck.org At PastorChuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse -verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by Kay Smith, and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org Dynamic. Practical. Life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepard applies the timeless truth of Scripture to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. This is Rob Randall, your host and teacher of the Invisible War radio program. The Invisible War is the study of God's Word on how to walk in Christ's victory and the spiritual battles we face against the powers of darkness. Join me every Sunday morning at 9 right here on KDKR and KYJC in Commerce, your station for life. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oops, Mike slipped out there. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I do appreciate it. The number to call if you wanted to join the program is one 913 
53.57. Yesterday I talked about the leading economic indicator, which looks at the economy as a whole, has fallen for 18 consecutive months, which is something that you don't want to see. Uh, brings up two different time periods in our economic history that that's happened, 1973 and 2007. And that was uh, led to some pretty significant drops in the stock market. Uh, 48% in 1973 and 2007 was 57%. And then you're looking at any time that the economy is, this indicator has dropped more than 4%, historically has always been followed by a U.S. recession. The uh, current drop of the leading economic indicators on a 12-month basis is 8%, double that of kind of the benchmark. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because we've been, been, everybody's been kind of on recession watch and trying to uh, determine when it's going to happen, and uh, nobody really knows. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, uh, it's just interesting that it hadn't happened before now. One of the goals that I have with the program is to make sure that you know the other side of the story when you see some of these things and that you understand how to interpret it. Because this is when, you know, we've had a couple of rough months like we've had. The... Uh, Pop culture finance gets out in, in, in rare form and, and starts printing all kinds of articles, trying, and I call them hand-holding pieces to make people feel better about losing money. This one is entitled, Bear Markets Can Be a Blessing for Those with a Long Investment Horizon. And they go, th they go through, and I talked about this yesterday. This, this is the, the set of numbers that I want to talk a little bit about today that um, they go through some pretty, di some different um, indicators and what these indicators are saying, and they're all pointing to some pretty uh, big drops in the market and in the economy. And the article says, you know, hey, don't worry, no reason for long-term investors to panic, because these don't last very long. They tend to be short-lived. So since the end of World War II, there have been 12 U.S. recessions. Only three of these 12 recessions have lasted at least 12 months, and none has surpassed 18 months. That's all good and everything. Uh, I, I really believe, though, that you are looking at the comparison of apples and oranges. Because if you go back historically, the economy is so much different than the indicators are so much different than they were in the past. So I would be careful with taking a lot of, uh, a lot of, of uh, confidence in, in some of these, these numbers. And the other thing, too, is that, you know, I've, I haven't talked about this in a while, but I, I, I definitely talked about it in some of the webinars that I've done, is that uh, everything goes in a cycle from the economy going from a good to a bad economy back to a good economy, and same thing, good stock market down to a bad stock market to a good one. And it just depends on where you are on that, 
that cycle. Just per- pretend there's a big circle in front of you and you have it going down to the right-hand side, hitting, hitting a bottom, going up the left-hand side and repeating. Well, we had an enormous economic uh, expansion or a good, uh, good cycle for the economy. And any time that you have that, you have a corresponding, typically, historically, you have a, a corresponding one that is as big or near the same size. And so uh, that's, that's, a ver- that's a pretty big concern that I've got, considering that, uh, we're, that we've, we've been through that and we haven't seen anything on the, uh, the bad side of the economy yet, which would be a recession. Now, the length of bear markets, they lean on this one too. It's such much of the same when examining the performance of the stock market over long periods. According to uh, an investment group, Bespoke Investment, the 27 bear markets it, def- it defined since September 1929 have lasted an average of 286 calendar days, about 9.5 months. That compares to the 27 bull months, bull markets over the same 94-year stretch, which have lasted on average of 3.5 times as long as the average bear market. Now, I got to tell you, this is one of the most, uh, what's the right word? I can't even think of the right word. We'll say misleading. How's that? Misleading statistics in print that you should feel okay with the market dropping into a bear market as long as you as as this trend continues to continues to go where there's way more bull markets than there are bear markets well, i'm going to give you an example of why that is the case and it's not because of a good thing it's because and, and let me let me say this first and then let it let you digest it then we'll we'll go forward the destruction that bear markets cause in, in retirement accounts is much has a much greater effect than the expansion of a bull market and how much gain you get. So here's a here's a good example. Between two thousand and seven and two thousand and nine the stock market Law that's only 18, 17, 18 months, the stock market lost 14 years worth of growth. 14 years. So it, it took an, uh, uh, about uh, five or six years just to get back to even to where, they, where the market was in October. So it takes way more bull markets to keep the market propped up and to make up for losses, not exactly a, 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 a particularly a good thing, but they act, they, you know, Oppenheimer sent out a, a, a piece on this, and in fact, I don't think Oppenheimer's around anymore. It's an old mutual fund company, if you're not familiar with Oppenheimer, and they said, uh, you know, hey, don't worry, there's more bull markets than more bull market years than bear market years, and same thing. They also talked about how how um, 
short in, in duration that these particular the, the bear markets are on average. With the exception of the last two, now I'm not counting COVID because that drop in COVID to me was more of a crash than a bear market. We can discuss the particulars of that, but that's the way that I would analyze it because it didn't carry out more than a couple of months, which is a crash uh, to me. And the structure of the, the way the market fell as well. Now, bear, bear markets are, are set up to be a lot longer in, in, uh, in, in number of months or, and or years. But the last two bear markets that we, that we went through, the technology one was about 29 months. And the, the financial crisis was about 17 months. And uh, so I, I think that if you look at the environment and everything, I think that you could make a, a case for bear markets may last longer than average. Of course, uh, that wasn't the case last year, which kind of kills my theory. But uh, anyway, just something to keep in mind. I guess the thing that you, that, that you want to keep in mind is the results from this next study which is uh, very, it's a very interesting side. Number one, I, I found it to be wrong. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a second. But, uh, and then why these big statistical studies cover up these real big risks that don't come out because you're focusing on the long term. But it says, no study drives home the importance of optimism and patience more than Cressmont's researches, uh, re, uh, researches annually updated data set. Basically, they said, if you go all the way back to 1900 and you look at what's called rolling 20 years, which is uh, every, you're basically starting that first year in 1900 and you're starting a 20-year period from each month going forward. It's a very complicated uh, process. But anyway, the bottom line is from 1919 to 2022, there has never been a 20 year stretch of, uh, stretch of returns that has ever been negative. So what this article was stating was that the 20 years, if you, as long as you're an investor for 20 years, you won't lose money. They call it Wall Street's guarantee. We'll talk more about this uh, tomorrow because I, I think this is a, a good point to be made. Hey, this is Bob Brooks. You are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. If you've got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com. Send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.